Hey, Connect community, thank you so much for joining us today uh, as we conclude our March series, Living Water. It's been a great series. It has been fun. It's been a lot of fun mm -hmm. uh, being here together, uh, mm -hmm. talking uh, in the online weeks, and being with you at Connect Community at Ripple One in person has been great. And the stickers. The stickers. We love the stickers. You guys have to come out and check out the sticker situation. Exactly. We're on point. I know those of you who stay home because you're afraid of interactions, you could just put on a red sticker. Nobody's going to bother you. You'll go in and out. No judgment. No checking. It's a touch-free thing. We'll open the door for you even. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to touch the handle. Yeah. And you can go. And, and, and we do one of these. Yeah. You know, airways. We've been purposely sitting people purposefully seating people very spread apart yes it's yeah. been great it is working out great but for, for those of you that actually want some interaction yeah. because you've got the vaccine exactly. or you know whatever the reason we're there too so we had exactly. a good time a chatting bunch of people with the green stickers mm -hmm. it was lovely yeah that's great yeah. too so come yeah. join us exactly mm -hmm. not to forget that i know we've already said that in the news video but next week is easter whoa we are in April? April. Yeah, yeah April starts April this starts week. this week. That yeah. is insane. Yeah. Wow. It's a special month. I love April. <laughs> well, you're let's biased. Not, let's not get to the details of why I love April. <laughs> I just love April. <laughs> biased his April birthday. is a great month. <laughs> All right, we're continuing the series, actually concluding this series as uh, as I mentioned. And uh it's been a great series because we're talking about communing with God and as mm -hmm. we learn in the Gospel of John, as, as John wrote down the words of Jesus, when Jesus invited people to come to him to taste and receive the living water, John explains that Jesus uh, was talking about the Holy Spirit. Yes. So the living water in our lives is the life of God active in us through the life of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And Jesus made a way for it. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Can't get to it without Jesus. Without Jesus. The unity of, of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is active in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we want to share a message titled, Aim for the Water. Aim for the Water. I like I thought that. Of the title. <laughs> I thought <laughs> of the title because actually when I was thinking of, of our conversation today, um, I thought of all the instances when I went swimming on a river. And, you know, when you think of living water, you think of moving water. At least that's where my mind goes, goes to my, my time of teenage, being a teenager, going with a church group to a river, secluded place. Mm -hmm. uh, and we would jump off rocks into the riverbed. But because it was a stream, you had to find the place where it was deep. Because mm. if you jumped in the shallow, it wasn't good news for your legs or your knees. Nope. Yeah, you, you, it was going to be bad. Well, you know. Some people had the image of Aquaman. Yeah. Moving water. Yeah. So you had, to aim. Had, you had to aim for the deep water. Mm -hmm. and, and in a way, you know, if you, whether you swim on the swimming pool or ocean, whatever interaction you, you have with water, uh, you, you get that sense that water is interactive. Mm -hmm. it, it acts with you, with your body. It moves with well, you. It responds to you. We're made of water, like yes. 70%. I don't know. Scientists out there. Science. You know, lots of water in here. <laughs> exactly. But it's also important to think uh, and remember uh, about the context of 
Jesus is here is when he talked about living water. Mm -hmm. Water wasn't just an important part of the religious ceremony, as we saw a couple weeks ago. It was a very important part of purification in the Jewish rituals, but also for society at large, water had a much more present significance than it does for us today. When we think of water right now, we think of showering, we think of drinking, right? Obviously, drinking is the first thing, satisfying our thirst. And then there's not much more than we think about. Maybe a rainy day. A beach. Beach, like you think yeah. Of that scenario. Sure. But it's usually like pleasure or... Yeah, or, it's superfluous. You know, sa- yeah, satisfaction. And, and drinking water is probably the most thing that's vital for us. Yeah. But in, in, in Jesus' day, everyone was aware of our dependency on water for life. Yeah. Because it was an agrarian society. So a lot of the people were either farmers or fishermen in they, his area. In fact, they prayed for water often. Yes. Right? It was part of such yeah. a big deal that Yeah, because the season water of was, drought, yeah. you don't eat. Right now, a season of drought for us, it just it's it's a it's a mental state. We think right now drought, we think of California and fires. Yeah. That's what we think of. We right? have greenhouses, but we, we have our fruit from storage. everywhere. Yeah. It's it, not famine. Be, there could be a drought in our land and we're still eating strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> right? In Jesus' day, that wasn't the case. Uh, we so there's a dependency on water for each season. Each season it was vital to have water. And uh, that's on the agrarian side and also outside. And also there were a lot of them were fishermen, which you know, you go to the sea. Sea fishing was a big uh, part of their culture as well. So people dependent on water. So living water, a new kind of water, means a new kind of life. Mm-hmm. It's not just an add-on. It's not just an extra, you know, mm, I got my Voss water or my Smart water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got my, yeah. what is it? The, the ionized water. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is talking about an entire new way of life, a new kind of food for your life, a new kind of baptism, a new kind of dependency, because people are dependent on water. So he's saying there's a new water for you to depend on. Um, so that's why we're talking about the kingdom of God and the, and the place of the Holy Spirit in our relationship with Jesus as we seek his kingdom. Yes. And so we started this series mm-hmm. with week one. And week one was about canceling the noise yeah. and spending time with God, right? Because we are easily distracted. I think yes. more so now with electronics and technology and all the things that I, I, when I think about it, I think about when we used to have to stand in line and just stare at stuff yeah. and kind of, you know, know your environment and what's happening and see people, interact with people. Interact with people. Nowadays, you stand in the line, you're on something. Yeah. Right. It's weird to talk to people. Yeah, if you actually start talking to people, people feel like uncomfortable. They get uncomfortable. So just canceling the noise, I think it takes more effort Mm -hmm. on our part and intentionality. And so that's the first week we recommend. Obviously, every uh, every week had its great points and um, life changing things that we can, you know, incorporate in our life. But week Mm -hmm. one was about that and spending time with God. And then week two, we talked about seeking God in moments of hopelessness. Mm -hmm. 
which i mean if we're honest 2020 gave a lot of moments of hopelessness yeah. right 2020 and even part of 2021 now mm -hmm. there's just moments where we don't know what to do with what's happening yeah. and so we had a conversation about hopelessness and what do you do when you're going through grief what do you do when you're experiencing pain mm -hmm. what do you do with that and yeah. so if you maybe are going through something that is really more than you can conceptualize or yeah. even deal with or even where do you place it yeah like and what happens for some people too is that because covid is this loud thing that everybody's dealing with if your pain in your in your struggle has nothing to do with covid it's kind of dismissed it's put aside yeah because at least you're not under the umbrella of this pandemic but yeah it's still very real and very deep yeah pain is um Pain is pain, right? Yeah. So it, there's no degree of this one is more than that. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously the consequences and the the length of the pain. Yeah. But when you're hurting, you're hurting. Mm -hmm. And so you can't tell a person, oh, your hurt is not good enough. I mean, look at my hurt. Mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't work that way, right? If you're in pain, you're in and pain. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. Yep. And then week three, which was last week, um, I spoke about Jesus and why do we actually need Jesus? Mm -hmm. And the the aspects of what he came to bring which is freedom and belonging you know mm. that's what jesus did for us when he came to earth and what con he continues to do in us when we come into a relationship with him and you can't get to living water without mm. jesus you have to come to jesus first to a relationship with him to then experience what we're going to talk about today which is the holy spirit yeah there was a phenomenal message that alini shared it was great babe thank and you i believe uh it'll bless you if you haven't listened to it or if you, if you weren't there on sunday i encourage you to go watch it um it's going to bless you thank you yeah. it was fun it was fun yeah. to share the message it was great so today we want to end by talking about uh the fruit of the spirit what the fruit of a life with the holy spirit and a life with god because what happens is we have things that we desire we have things that we want to do but in the world our flesh uh our our cravings they guide us toward things that are not necessarily what the holy spirit came to bring and we get things backwards so we we get fake god replacements for the things that God actually came to give us. I think sometimes we misunderstand or misread mm -hmm. what we actually need to. Yeah. And we go for our wants. Yeah. Right? Or what we're what we're told we should want. Yeah. So there are things that you see in your world, in your circle of friends, in your circle of business acquaintances that bring a counterfeit a counterfeit sense of satisfaction. Things mm -hmm. like greed, um promiscuity, busyness, uh, sense of status, Titles. title, um, cars, homes. image, right? Yeah. All of those things, um, they, they promise to fulfill a desire that we have, a, a thirst that we have, but they are really idols or they can become idols in our life and that we replace God with. So that's what an idol is. It's a counterfeit God that takes the place of God in our lives. It's like a fake God replacement. It's like a fake Louis Vuitton. Exactly. And <laughs> it, it's something that we serve continuously with our talents, our treasure, and our time. Mm -hmm. that's, that's an idol. So a great reminder for us is this awesome passage in Matthew. Uh, 
It's what Jesus shared. This is what Jesus said. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Seek first, and then these things will be added unto you. So Yeah, the patience that we crave, the joy that we want so much, mm-hmm. the you know, faithfulness, the kindness, the things that are fruits fruits of the spirit, which yeah. means that you have to be planted in God to have the fruit, which yeah. is the seek first aspect. Yeah, God never wanted to deprive us of anything. His, de- his desire is not to deprive you of the things that you want, but his, his goal as a loving father is that as we seek him, our heart will be aligned, our soul will be aligned, to desire the right things, mm-hmm. to to want the right kind of life, and to be freed from any hindrance and any desire for that which destroys us, right? Mm-hmm. So we live in this tension. We live in this tension of uh, going after the things that are fake and going after the things that are real. And the tension is written by uh, the Apostle Paul in Galatians in a very, very... Um, well, and, it, way. and it's fake because it promises something and delivers something else. Yes. It's not that it's not good things. Yeah. It's not that we're going through, you know, after things that are not good. It's just that they promise to, that, to give you these things that only God can. They entice the wrong motivation. Yeah. So if I can have a car and someone else can have the same car, but if their heart about that car is honoring toward God and toward people and my heart about that car is about my image and about what it does to me the problem is not the car yeah right so yeah so we have here an opportunity to open our eyes to use our freedom wisely and this is mm-hmm. what the Apostle Paul writes in Galatians chapter 5 um, for you were called to freedom brothers only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh But through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. So when we, the the danger of pursuing those fleeting things is that it turns us against each other. It has the wrong effect in how we commune with one another. If we don't have community with God, we can't have healthy community with one another. And that's what Paul is talking about. You were called to freedom, but don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. And this is what it means. Even in our freedom in Christ, which is what you spoke to last week, Christ doesn't give you a freedom that is limited. He gives you a freedom for you to choose and pick whatever you want. Mm -hmm. He sets you free and and he says, now you pick. That's, I think, the brilliance of the gospel. Yes. That Jesus comes to set you free but not to chain you to him. Yes. He sets you free completely. Yes. And at that point, you get to choose what Mm -hmm. you want to, you know. And then you can get all trapped up again and come back to Jesus again and he'll set you free to get, like, you know, there's this thing because, what I mean, if you are, if you have to love someone, is it really love? Yeah. Right? And that's what Jesus does. He sets you free so that you can choose the right things. Choose, you know, life and not death. Yeah, this is for, even for those, because we tend to look at the scripture and think about people who are not fully committed followers of Christ. But even those of you right now who are fully committed followers of Christ and you've been doing it for years, today you have the freedom to choose sin. Yeah. Today you have the freedom to choose your flesh. 
Today yeah. you have the freedom to choose selfishness. Today you're completely free. Yeah. And what Paul is saying, live guided by the Spirit so that you will not satisfy and gratify the desires of the flesh. This is what uh, he says a little later in the same. But I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other. Watch this. To keep you from doing the things that you want to do. Keep you from doing the things you want to do. There are things that you want to do. But the flesh will guide you toward what looks like what you want. But it's not necessarily what you want. Counterfeit. Counterfeit. Counterfeit realities. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're, we're encouraging you today to aim for the water. Which is the Holy Spirit. Aim for the water. Aim yes. for the water. So let's talk about what a life with the Spirit will do. You, you alluded to it a little bit earlier, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. We've been in this passage. It's a passage that we're always going to come to and study because it's a well that is bottomless. There's always more depth for us to achieve and learn from and, the Spirit. And it is what every person wants. Exactly. It, it, I mean, we all want. And if the world lived by this, we would not be in the mess that we are right yeah. now. Do you want to read it? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. That's right. Like you said, like I can't think of anyone, anybody, who does not want to live by the fruit of the Spirit. Can I, uh, Everybody no, desires Not it. a single person will look at this and say, I don't want to live by joy. Yeah. I don't want to live by I wonder if you can find anybody in your circle, in your family. Even those people who are... Even the hard one. Yeah. We all want self-control. Yeah. Even the one that's like, okay, that's not appealing. 100%. It isn't. But even we all want it because we know what that does in our lives. Yeah. Even, and even the people who are hard to deal with, they mm -hmm. want this. Mm -hmm. And this is the struggle of their, of their heart. Mm -hmm. So notice, against such things, there's no law. Yeah. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its desire. So we live in this tension, and it's important for us to identify what is water and what's not water. Sand? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Poison. <laughs> what's water and what's poison here we go we're going to talk about some counterfeits okay living water counterfeits so we're going to take the, take the next few minutes and just look at some at some things here so the first item in the fruit of the spirit is love what is the counterfeit to love lust there it is lust, lust. is the counterfeit to love and we say that because what happens is you act according to the desires of your flesh and you engage in a relationship or um, a one night stand or whatever it is in order to satisfy a desire um, of your flesh instead of thinking about the long term or thinking about commitment yes. or thinking about um, the other person. Yeah. Lust is highly my needs, my wants right now. Mm -hmm. 
right? It's a fleshly. We want God's love. Well, we want. We want perfect love. Yeah, we want, and, and we want. Our flesh says, "Get lust instead." You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be satisfied now. Yeah, and it, so God's love within, let's say, relationships in a marriage as mm-hmm. well, right? You get a piece and experience of mm-hmm. God's love for us, mm-hmm. like because when the Bible talks about the church, He talks about the relationship between Jesus and His bride. Mm-hmm. It is a marriage of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. So. Marriage love is a picture of God's love. One mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. There are many pictures. But lust is quite the opposite because lust talks about immediacy. It talks about um, my mm-hmm. wants. It's selfish. It's um, highly... Um, it's counter. It's visceral. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's against... It, go, it works against love. Yeah. And it does it, not produce what we're seeking for either. But it promises the same satisfaction, although we cannot deliver Yes. All right. Next one. Next item in the fruit of the spirit is joy. We all want joy. We and want to have a joyful life. Not just happiness, which is not the same. Not the same. We seek immediate yeah. happiness and just to be happy, 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 happy. Joy yeah. is not that. Joy is a is is a spring, right? It is living it's part of the living water. So what's the counterfeit that counterfeit. the flesh seeks? Instant gratification. Instant gratification. Now. Let's get it now. Give me drive through. Give me microwave. Give me what I need to get. Yep. Fast. I want, I want, and and then we got a hit. We got a hit of dopamine. Dopamine. We got a a, a an ex, a hit of excitement. Like 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 and, like. <laughs> but that the problem is that every appetite, as we have shared here, only grows. So we need more and more and more and more and more and more and more of that gratification to maintain the same level of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's how people get deep into certain levels of addiction, certain levels of, of uh, substance use, because it takes more to take you to the same level of satisfaction. Yes, yeah, so almost like your tolerance grows. Yes, and many people mistake this for joy. It's not joy. Yeah. What you feel after the shopping spree and you max out your credit card is not joy. No. What you feel after you drink a whole bunch because you're trying to get to that buzz is not joy. Yeah. It's the instant gratification. Joy comes from a life with the Holy Spirit, a life that is found in God. Yes. Next one, patience. What is the counterfeit to patience? Now, we desire patience, even though our, con- our, our, our culture is very anti-patience. We don't like to build patience. Yes. We want patience. Isn't it? Yeah. It's funny because it's exactly what it, yeah. it is. But we don't want to build it. We want it to just be there. We admire patient people. <sighs> we don't want to be them. Oh, my gosh. But a life with the Holy Spirit will give you patience. You'll be patient about uh, things that you're waiting for. You'll be patient about... Uh, things that need to take time to uh, to achieve maturity, mm-hmm. to achieve their their fullness in the course of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, patience about your schooling, patience about uh, someone who is in the process of uh, being restored, uh, being transformed. About a baby, like yeah, you, know, you, exactly. ha- you think about the process of birthing a baby. It takes yeah, patience. It, it takes patience. What do yeah. we want? We want to control instead. Instead, we want to do it our way and do it right now so we can have the gratification and we can have, you know, our desires met. So we create all sorts of mechanisms to control, to have at least a sense of control. Uh, Tell me when it's going to arrive. 
I order it now. Tell me when it's going to arrive. I track it. Yeah. To, uh, uh, you know, when, when is it going to be completed? Are you... So we have all these systems in our society, including like... I think it's interesting because in corporate America, every retail store or every major company has a complaints department. And this is a way for us to get a sense of control, get a sense of like, I'm, I'm in charge here. So I get to complain and yell at somebody and let them have a piece of my mind because I haven't developed patience in my relationship with God. Yes. Next one. Kindness. Kindness. We yeah. admire kindness. Kindness is beautiful to see. Yes. It's beautiful to watch somebody that's kind and, you know, yeah. just got this. Yes. And what's the counterfeit to kindness? Oh, man. Self-righteousness. Self-righteousness. When instead of being kind to someone and treating them, you know, nicely, you justify why you treated them bad. Yes. You justify by saying, but I was right. Yeah. You say they were wrong, so they need to know it. They need to hear how wrong they were. They need to, mm -hmm. you know, we instead of we deflect the fact yes. that we weren't kind, we deflect it and put it on them. And, and that is self-righteousness to think that we are right for saying or doing or behaving the way we did just because mm -hmm. we were, you know. We, we expect people to give us multiple, a multiplicity of reasons for us to be kind to them. We want people to earn our kindness. Our kindness. Yeah. And self-righteousness says, you got to earn my kindness. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to act in a way that is justifiable because in my eyes, you're wrong and I'm right. Yeah. Instead of not looking at the situation from my eyes, but looking at the situation from the other person's eyes. And it's funny because we want other people to look at us through with our, our lens, eyes with yeah. our eyes self-righteousness but, but we everything don't want is, everything is centered around our sense of righteousness yeah what i the way i see you and the way you see me has to come through my optics yeah and therefore i can i i have a full sense of justice right here yeah it's not real justice it's my justice self-righteousness and it's yeah. counterfeit because you get an immediate sense of satisfaction there but you are not going to build a life that is integrated and yeah. that is full. And it will leave you many times empty because you severed relationships too, right? Like there, it produces more than... Mm -hmm. Anyway. Next one. Goodness. Goodness. Goodness is great. <laughs> Goodness is hard to explain. <laughs> there's, there's a similarity to kindness, but I think goodness is just... It has more to do with a, a reformed nature. It's not just about interacting with others. It's just an outlook to see good, to do good, to be good. Yeah. Right? It, it has to do with, with your nature. Mm -hmm. And the counterfeit that the flesh seeks and that the world offers is selfish ambition. Yeah. I thought, I thought about this. Um, we were talking to our girls and we said something about you know doing the right thing even when no one's looking mm -hmm. that reminds me of goodness yeah because goodness is something that is in you all the time mm -hmm. and you behave that way because you're good mm -hmm. right in in whichever situation and that and as opposed to self-ambition is like you know no one's looking i'm gonna do this because it's benefit yes. myself yes 
you know, no one's looking, so I'm going mm-hmm. to, you know, whatever. And so there's like this yeah. shadiness about mm-hmm. self-ambition that you're just always trying to get ahead only for yourself. Yeah. And like it's whatever will put me at the top. It's whatever yes. the cost because it's about me and I have yes. to watch out for myself and I have to. And so it can cle- easily like in the name of promotion, right? You just overstep everything and anyone. Yeah. And You've had recent opportunities to act in selfish ambition versus goodness in your job yeah. because we've had you've had opportunity opportunities for promotion where the position that you were applying or considering went actually above some of the people that were working above you mm-hmm. and you had an opportunity to either be good to them or to just think about your promotion and try to take the yeah i mean i just yeah i mean i think we all do right we all yeah. have the opportunity to think only about ourselves or to think about everybody But why did you as choose whole. goodness? I don't know, because it was the, the right thing to do. <laughs> it was because, I don't know, I wouldn't feel right. I wouldn't feel right to just go above someone or over someone's head or... I don't know. It, Be inconsiderate. Being considerate. It like, it just... I, I don't need to step over anybody else to get where God wants me to be. Yeah, because this is what selfish ambition will do. It paints a picture of, here's what you can get if you do this. Here's how high you can climb if you, if you, if you chase it. Here, and all you think about is where you're gonna get, but it omits the trail of betrayal, the trail of bad-mouthing, the People trail in the of, path, yeah. of heart, hurt hearts mm-hmm. that it, it will inevitably lead you to. Yeah, and it's just not worth it. But what you really are, are thirst for is goodness. That, that's what we are, soul desires. But instead, the counterfeit is selfish ambition. Next one, faithfulness. We value faithfulness. We want faithfulness. We, we know faithfulness is we beautiful. We love watching people be faithful. I mean, yes. if you watch an athlete, it's mm-hmm. faithfulness and we love watching it if you watch these people who have climbed the corporate yeah. ladder that have been doing yeah. things for 20 years a healthy relationship between a couple a uh, husband and a wife or or even kids and their parents yeah it's Friend. it's attractive a, a long-term friendship like guys or girls who have been friends for a, a long time it's, it's beautiful i mean we have numerous tv shows about that mm-hmm. that that are are have hit record uh, viewership because their only premise is good friends who are faithful to one another and stand by each other. Yeah. The counterfeit to faithfulness is... Novelty. Novelty. Because there's a hit. Explain this a little bit. Well, okay, so for me, this is one of those areas where I have to lean in really hard because faithfulness involves patience and involves the other, right? And I think a lot of them are intertwined. Endurance endurance yeah and to stay through on something especially for personalities like myself who love to achieve Mm. and who love competition and who love you know different things and new challenges and the the entrepreneurs and the self-starters and those people right faithfulness means i'm gonna stick it out and in the middle, it gets hard. Mm-hmm. And so in the middle, you start to look for that hit of something new, of something challenging, of something, you yeah. know. I don't care what it is as long as it's different. As long this. as it's different. As long as it doesn't yeah. have to be this anymore. And I have, you know. And it doesn't deliver what you, because what you want is the fruit of faithfulness. 
which is you know when you 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 get to the achievement of whatever it is through like college degree Mm -hmm. or you know waiting to get promoted in a company where you've established relationships and established you know a rapport or um you know, building a marriage that, you know, is 40 40 years where the kids are out of the house and now you have the next phase. Like, all of that is attractive, but the middle, Mm -hmm. the middle is hard, right? The middle is hard to stick through. So instead, what you do is you jump the boat to start something new and build a different dream just to get excited. It's hard for for people who are self-starters and who are driven um, because we have, we are both driven, but it's funny because in this aspect specifically we're opposites yeah i i am built to hang on and and built to last man just stay (laughs) no i mean and and stay there yeah for as long as it takes that's just my personality yeah you come in with let's try this let's try this let's try this let's go Mm, it's not working so the the we, we can't mistake faithfulness for stagnation yeah, they're not That's the same. It's really important. We're not yeah. talking about being stagnant in a position, in a job, in a fruitless relationship. We're talking about the fruitful uh, rewards of endurance. of endurance, of faithfulness. Our marriage is at the best place it's ever been. And we just uh, celebrated 19 years of marriage oh. in every aspect. Uh, of Don't our, tell of them our how marriage. old we are. <laughs> <laughs> in every aspect, parenting, conversations, intimacy, humor, uh, every aspect. I feel like we're in the best shape we've ever been. Yes. And we've only be able been able to arrive here because of faithfulness. Now, faithfulness encompasses a, a whole slew of things, but it means that you're faithful to one another. And you're faithful enough to be open and to fight through circumstances and to not allow each other to get stagnant, but to move together. Same thing in a friendship. Same thing in a career. So long as you are moving, you are going to get through seasons that are hard. You're going to go through seasons that are going to be difficult to hang on. But you are not going to achieve the fruit of faithfulness unless you're faithful. (laughs) Mm-hmm. which means nobody can get to where we are here without the 19 years. Yeah. You can go from relationship to relationship hoping to get that novel. It won't just happen. Feeling. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It takes a long time to have an old friend. Yeah. To have a friend that can remember 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what we do sometimes, we move from friendship to friendship to friendship because there were attritions and little things that happened that we go like, ah, let me get a new friend because that person doesn't agree with me or doesn't. No. Yeah. Novelty is a counterfeit uh, experience to faithfulness. Yeah. And it can go darker too. We're, we're here staying in the medium plane, right? But it can go. Yeah, all of these can go, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, next one. Gentleness. Oh, gentleness. Gentleness. I think of people of meekness. It's valuable as a recipient, but culturally... It's seen as weak. It's seen as weakness. Yeah, we don't value culturally uh, gentleness. But gentleness is beautiful. It's beautiful. Think about the climate of our society today with all the the political division and the weaponizing of every movement and the real struggle of people who are victimized by hate right now. But I feel like we're we're in in this tough situation because... Uh, there is there is the genuine uh, acclamation against hate for your fellow men. 
And then there is the the usurping of that voice for political benefits and for an ideology that says, unless you think this way, then you're part of that. And there's so many fragmentations in our society that are happening because people lack gentleness. They want gentleness, but instead they choose the counterfeit, which is apathy. Yeah, you become indifferent, right? You become like I, a, per, a people with gentle, a gentle spirit, with this gentleness, don't really know what to do right now because if you're gentle, you don't care. And that is not true. If you're gentle in this issue, you don't care as much as I do about my fight and you don't care about my heart. And that is not true. Mm. I'm not, I'm being gentle with people. I can fight, yes. I can have the same heart for the issue at hand and i want to fight it with you but i might not be the one fighting the way you're fighting mm -hmm. i may have a gentle spirit that fights in a different way yeah right it's mistaken also for apathy it's mistaken also for indifference and so what happens is instead of me fighting with gentleness and being mm -hmm. who i am i just decide to withdraw completely because i'm not doing it the way you're doing it mm. you know what i mean the people that have these gentleness are like okay I, I, I am with you. I just don't do it like you do. Mm. And that does not mean I am, but you can get to apathy and you can get to indifference because the way I see it and the way I would go about it is not the way you are. And yeah. so I must not care or I'm yeah. just going to give up. I'm you not going to do anything. That, you can bring that to family environments. Yeah. Right? Siblings. And I'm talking about adult siblings. Uh, uh, not only husband and wives, but cousins um, in-laws and it takes gentleness for us to get along mm -hmm. it takes gentleness for two families to come together if you're recently married you know that you have to appeal to gentleness but the counterfeit is don't worry about it you shouldn't care about what other people think no you should just go about your business and have no uh, interest or even consideration for what others might think and what what others might feel just live your life and do you regardless of what others uh, uh, think and that's that's fruitless as well because what 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 that's going to drive you to is a life of isolation self-centeredness and you won't be able to progress because no man is an island no woman is an island nobody can progress in life and achieve anything by themselves you need relationships you need otherness you need other people in your life and gentleness mm -hmm. is that bridge hey i see you let me let me let me take interest in your life and feel the way you feel and and embrace some of the aspects that you care for so that we can find common ground mm -hmm. and in that move forward it's a harder uh, it's a path, harder path, yeah. But it's a much more rewarding path. And mm -hmm. a life with the Holy Spirit brings you that. It brings you concern for others. Mm -hmm. All right, next one and last one on the list is self-control. Self-control is so valuable. Super valuable. And here's the, what's interesting. <laughs> the flesh wants you to control everything else and not control yourself. But the only kind of control that is divine for your life is self-control yeah. that kind of control is godly and it is inspired by god for you to lead a life 
that's that's the kind of control that's healthy self-control mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and the counterfeit to self-control that the flesh desires and the world offers is comfort comfort whatever's gonna make me feel good whatever makes you feel good man as long as you don't hurt anybody just do it yeah whatever makes you feel good whatever makes you feel you know happy whatever makes you feel mm -hmm. you know it's it's really a, and there's a deep lie on as long as it doesn't hurt anybody because the the implication there is that there is a world that you can develop that you can create where you are completely uh, isolated from anybody else and your actions do not affect other people when in fact every single thing you do affects other people every single thing you do affects your loved ones those who care for you and those who are around you everything you do yeah and then you can think well why should i care well it goes back to yeah. you want to live in an island right yeah. you want it, it's interesting because the people that go well, i don't care i'm gonna you know take care of me because i have to be taken care of and all that but you would go they are always in the same circle of misery mm -hmm. it's really interesting it's like i gotta take care of me because nobody's gonna take care of me i have to blah 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 and then you look and they're always on the same speech because they're yeah. miserable inside and they're wondering i'm doing all the things i need to do to take care of me mm -hmm. and yet I, you still feel it that hole ends. because it's not just about you yeah you know, like at some point you have to realize that you've got to surrender some of your need for self-comfort, mm -hmm. you know, and say, hey, maybe if I would focus on someone else or maybe yeah. if I would do things to build relationships yeah. and I would maybe surrender my desires yeah. a little bit to, you know, for the sake of a community or yeah. a relationship, you would see that those feelings inside would change too. The difference is this. Comfort says indulge your whims, indulge your desires and you will be happy. Self-control says take responsibility for your actions. Be responsible because you are an integral part of your ecosystem, of the, 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 the life, the context that you inhabit. So it's important for you to uh, attain self-control, not just for yourself, not so you can put a limit on your cravings, but so that you can pursue a life that's well integrated with those around you. You know what's interesting? Also, like research shows that societies that are individualistic mm. struggle more with this lack of, like, they have less joy mm -hmm. than societies who are collective, right? Who are about the community. Mm -hmm. You will notice they have less. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have, you know, but the happiness factor, the joy meter, yeah. right? What we're all seeking for is way higher in societies who have an approach that we are part of a community yeah. instead of it's just about me. Yeah. What's that saying that depression is a privilege of the developed world? Y yeah. You don't you don't see people dealing with depression in in countries where people live in community yeah. because everybody is connected. And we've been to Africa. We've been to uh I've been to the Philippines. We, I mean, we've been to countries where they don't have the resources that that, uh, that we, we have, have here yeah. in America. Mm -hmm. And yet, somehow, people demonstrate a higher level of joy mm -hmm. and integration mm -hmm. in their context. It doesn't mean that they're not suffering, but it means that as far as their relationship with others. Yeah. Yeah. So self-control is very important. And all, all of these things that we're listing are... The fruit of the spirit, and they are so valuable. I know we're taking some time to unpack it, but it's so 
needed. So every day, this is our encouragement to you, aim for the water. Mm-hmm. Every single day, aim for the life with the Holy Spirit. You're, you will have opportunities, immense opportunities to gratify the desires of the flesh. It's easier, but it's fruitless. Yeah. So seek the life of the Spirit. Yes. Seek the, the life of the Spirit. Yes. Seek the presence of God, a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about how to do this all these three weeks. Yes. You know, how to actually engage in this relationship mm-hmm. and with God. And um, As we close this message, I just want to remind you of the passage, the theme passage for this series. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. That's the invitation. Come to him and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Yep. That's God's desire for you, that out of your heart, out of your spirit, rivers of living water will flow. What does that mean? As you live by the spirit, as you practice love, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, and all the other things that we listed, it's not only going to affect you, it's going to affect everyone around you, and you will be a fountain of living water to those around you. If you are watching today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to invite you to connect to Christ right now so that you can experience the real living water. Maybe you've been living life by the counterfeits, and the counterfeits are destroying your sense of future, your sense of purpose, because every time you put your faith in them, they disappoint you. So your faith is getting weaker because it's, it's being corroded by the counterfeits that are being presented to you. Let me invite you to come to the real thing. Come experience the living water Amen. that is in Christ through a life that is connected to the Holy Spirit. Would you pray with me and dedicate your life to Jesus today? Whether you're watching this or listening to the podcast, can you pray this prayer after me and with me right now? Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus come, into my heart. come into my heart. I give you my heart, give you my, heart. My, soul, my soul, my mind, my, mind. my, past, my past, my present, my, present. my, future. my future. Come live in me. Come live in Bring me. the living water. Bring the living Allow water. me to live in this new outlook, Allow me in this in new way of life. I make you my Lord, my Lord, I make you my Lord. and I make you my Savior. You my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Me my sins. From, this day forward, From this day forward, I repent. I repent. Amen. 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 Listen, if you pray that simple prayer, we believe something new began in your life and in your heart. I invite you to come to church. Come to come see us in person if you can. Mm-hmm. We meet at Ripple One Middle School here in Stanford every other Sunday. Next Sunday is Easter. We haven't had Easter in two years. We're so excited to have Easter together. Come see us. Uh, We'll promise you we'll make you feel at home, comfortable, and safe. And uh, we'd love to see you again here online as well. And until we see you, may God bless you. May the Lord keep you. May He shine His face upon you. And may the Lord be good to you this week. Bye. We love you. Bye-bye.